Welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insight into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy, and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at pirb.co.za for more. A warm welcome to our audience. My name is Willem Klipper. I'm your host. And in this episode, we will discuss the Protection of Personal Information Act, or alternatively known as the Poppy Act, and how it affects you as a plumber or any plumbing company in South Africa. Now, with me in studio, I have two guests. Uh, first, I have Shalene Hughes, the Training Director at Analytics Academy, as well as Mr. Bevan Lane, the Lead privacy expert at Analytics Academy. Uh, Charlene and Bevan, welcome to uh, this podcast and thank you so much for your time and effort in joining us. Thank you you so much. much. (laughs) It's it's good to be here. Good to speak to you guys today. And it, it, when I was a child, we would used to say "clicks arrow" when when everybody when any whenever anybody said something at the same time that <laughs> <it> was similar. <laughs> Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this. Are you a tradesperson or a trading company that is looking for a platform to market your services? Let Articulated speed up the process for you. You can use our podcast to sell your services. Email us for a quote at organizer at articulated.co.za. You can also visit our website at www.articulated.co.za. Introducing the Plumbing Industry Registration Board Company Registration Portal. Now you can register your company to have access to more benefits, including purchasing and allocating certificates of compliance to your PRB-registered employees. Visit www.pirb.co.za to find out more information. All right, so Shalene and Bevan, just just before I fire away with all of the other questions that I have for you... um, would you care to just very briefly introduce yourself to the audience? So tell us a little bit more about uh, your your organization as well as your role therein, please. Charlene, if we can start with you. Well, good morning, Willem, and thank you for inviting Analytics Academy to participate in this podcast. Um, just a brief introduction. I am Charlene. As you've said, I'm head of training for Analytics Academy. And joining us today is Bevan, our lead privacy trainer and consultant. Um, We are training in a consultancy firm, and our core focus is around um, governance, security, um, and obviously um, privacy. Bevan has been involved in various information security and IT governance projects over the last 22 years, and he's gained a multitude of experience across the globe. We've obviously been invited today to just share some information on the Poppy Act um, with your your plumbers and um, just to give them a bit of insight um, how it will affect their business and hopefully give them a bit of um, knowledge and background to assist them with the um, registration and and, um, making sure that they comply by the 1st of July. Thanks, Estek, for that, Shaleen, because, I mean, it is... Obviously, the the information that you're going to share here is, uh, for a lack of better terms, invaluable. So it's 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 going to create create uh, carry great value to the audience. But just before I give Bevan the int- uh, the opportunity to introduce himself, I want to ask you, Shaleen, You mentioned uh, the word governance, 
And I just want to bring the the audience up to date with the word governance. Do you refer to? Uh, you did also say IT governance, but when when you say in general governance, um, are you referring to you know organizational governance? Um, let's say, for instance, the type of policies that companies have to have in place, the procedures, and those kind of corporate governance, if we can put it like that. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. For a better sense of the word, that is exactly what we do. We don't just look at IT governance, we look at corporate governance as a broader spectrum. So general policies, um, we look at the King Code of Conduct, um, we assist boards in ensuring that they are compliant um, with the King Code, um, and obviously with that come sets of, of policies, procedures, um, rules, we offer training and consultancy around it. Um, so yeah, we, we look at governance from a broader perspective, yeah. not just IT. Um, but full governance within each and every single department in an organization has has their own set of, of governance sure. and, and rules that they need to be compliant to. Um, whether it's your, your HR department, your risk department. Um, um, so, yeah, that is what we do. And, yeah, we mostly focus on corporate governance, um, risk, and security. Obviously, then, the Poppy Act and or personal the protection of personal information act uh, just forms part of that corporate governance and policies that you have to have in place and procedures that you have to have in place it's just part of your services 100 uh, percent it's it's in line with the um, consumer protection act um, so yes bevan if you would you know if you would just introduce yourself to the audience please Hi, um, I mean, I'm Bevan Lane, and as, as uh, I think Charlene did a lot of the introduction for me, uh, but yeah, I've been doing a lot of consulting, specifically around information security for more than 20 years now, and lucky enough to have worked across the globe, Europe, Middle East, Africa, um, into some very interesting countries in Asia that most of you have never heard of. Um, and in all of those countries, even 20 years ago, we always started with information, looking at information and what we needed to protect in a company. Um, and the focus in those days was more on, you know, intellectual property and things which could give us a competitive advantage, not so much on, on customer information. Mm. Um, but as we've been going literally every, every couple of years now, the, pro the focus is a lot more now on customer information. For sure. And, and that's where this comes from. So, yeah, um, as, I, as I was getting more involved in, in that customer information, I started getting more involved in privacy consulting. And um, we've done large projects in the Middle East and South Africa over the last five years specifically or since, since Poppy started coming into the equation in about 2008. Um, we've been doing a lot of privacy consulting because privacy and security are so classy tied together mm, mm. that um, it, it gives you a very nice way of dealing with them um, in the most effective way. You know, we, we use the words information and we use the word protection when we speak of the, the Poppy Act. Um, and obviously, like you said, that brings the two security and information. It, it, it's closely combined because you can't protect the information that you work with if you don't put the necessary securities into place um, or security measures for that for that matter yeah exactly uh, I, th I think uh, in one of the questions a bit later I've, I've planned a little section to talk more about the exact sort of security controls but it's it's so closely tied together that 
I think a lot of the times when, when the lawyers are talking about it, they're folks so focused on the legal and the process stuff that they don't focus enough on the security. And you've got to clearly be able to yeah. bring the legal and the security side together because it's critical. Shalene, we, we heard Bevan mention uh, a year that was 2008 when the Poppy Act came into, into effect. But uh, uh, what, I want to ask you quickly, first of all, what exactly is the Poppy Act and when did it come to, into effect? Because I, from my knowledge, you know, there was a Poppy Act that, that, that was introduced, uh, but it, it was sort of not... Um, I don't know if I can use the term official up until quite recently. And, and as far as I understand, there were a few changes made to the initial act that was put out, uh, you know, uh, let's say from 2008. But I'm going to leave it up to you to just explain to, to our audience what it exactly the Poppy Act is and when did it come into effect? Um, sure, Willem. Okay, well, the, the uh, Poppy refers to the Protection of Personal Information Act, and it basically aims to ensure that all South African institutions adhere to responsible conduct when collecting, processing, storing, and sharing um, another person's personal information, or as the Act refers to it as PI. Um, there is quite a lot of um, personal information or, or personal data, and it, it's, it's your name, address, date of birth, credit card numbers, passwords, email addresses, phone numbers, signatures, financial information, account numbers, um, the list goes on. Um, we basically need the, the, the Poppy Act, and the, the entire purpose of the Act is to protect people from harm by protecting their personal information. It's to stop money being stolen, stop identities being stolen. As you know, identity theft is, is a pretty big problem at the moment. And in general, it's just to protect their, their privacy, which is a fundamental human right. Um, to achieve this, the Poppy Act sets conditions out, um, and I think it's eight conditions of lawful processing when you actually process someone else's information. The Act comes into effect on the 1st of July, but it has been around, I think, since 2008. And I think, was it last year or the year before, Bevan? It was it was passed in Parliament and it was, okay, the Act is here, it's been passed, it's been changed. Now we've set a compliance date. Um, there will be an information regulator and all institutions, doesn't matter how big or small, what line of business you're in, you have to be compliant by the 1st of July. Yeah, I think it's been a bit of a two-year journey um, since the Act was signed. It was pro uh, I don't know the exact date off the top made right now, but I think it was close to two years ago. And then they took a while to set up the regulator, start doing a lot of, you know, of the setup type stuff and training and, and putting things into place. And then they gave last year in June, July, they gave the one-year um, deadline. So it, it's been around for a very long time, and that's why I mentioned the 2008 date, but it was never signed off and, and, um, until about two years ago. But in the last two years, the regulators have been building up capacity and setting things up. And then the minute that the deadline came out a year ago was the time when a lot of people then really just start taking notice, I think. Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this. Don't forget to download the all-new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. Um, Bevan, you know, we, uh, 
Charlene mentioned all sorts of different types of information that exists um, about people, personal information, like their telephone numbers, their email addresses, their addresses. Uh, I think, you know, all of us work with information every single day. And we work with information of our clients, our customers, um, and we work with information, more personal information of, of our customers and our clients than what we realize and that what we expect. But it's not only our customers, it's also our service providers. We have information regarding our service providers. We, we, have, we, can, we may have suppliers of which we may have uh, information. Um, so we, we don't necessarily realize, I, I don't think the general public realizes with how much, or service providers out there, how much do we actually inter, or deal with or, or handle personal information about so many different stakeholders. And, and this brings me to my next question of the importance of the Act. Um, would you care to just elaborate a little bit on the importance of the Poppy Act? Yeah, I mean, the, the, there's two aspects, and, and Charlene mentioned the one part there about that privacy is a fundamental human right. And I think people people forget that because they, especially in a an environment, you know, you've got far bigger things that you're concerned about. We spoke a lot about the COVID impact in terms of, you know, people going through economic hardships, people suffering, um, but they forget that privacy is actually such a, a fundamental right as much as many of the other things that we did, or much as any other fundamental human rights. So, um, so what the objective of the act was was pretty much to protect your your privacy and that human right. So by by putting into place this act, it, it sort of makes people think a lot more about the impact to your point about PR and how important PI is and how important it is to protect that customer information because of the fact that the criminals are using it. Um, to to steal from you directly. Um, there's great case studies, you know, all over the world of people committing identity theft and 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 stealing people's houses, you know, from them because of the fact that they've worked out how an online system works in in a in a, a first world country. They're able to use identity theft to pretty much steal everything that you own from under you um, because the systems are there. So, and that's why those countries are so strongly involved in putting into place these controls to try and prevent um, those sort of things from happening. The other aspect of, of Poppy, which people don't always, is that it's an enabler. Um, we don't discuss that very often. The, the fact that it's there means that you and me as companies, analytics and, and yourselves, um, any, of the, any plumbing company, we could work together with far more trust because of the fact that we know that both of us are following a standard like this. And, um, and, and your point about the suppliers part fits nicely into that in the third parties because we can work well together now knowing that we both are following the controls and the legal aspects of, uh, of Poppy in order to look after information that is good for both of us as well for the general public. So that's, that's a really nice enabler. And that means that I can do business with a company in France um, because I've got the Poppy Act um, underlying the way I do business, the way I look after information. When somebody from France wants to give us information, wants to share, wants to discuss a big deal with me that involves customers, 
he he knows that we follow Poppy, and he, and he can see from my controls, my documents, everything I put into place that I've taken. That it seriously. sounds like so. It's really positive. Yeah. Sorry, I I I, I interrupted you rudely there, yeah. and apologies for that. But it sounds like the Poppy Act then is aimed at, at you know it, it can give that sort of assurance to all stakeholders involved, knowing I liked the term that you use, the trust, the level of trust between people, knowing that if I share information about myself, about my company, about my products, whatever the case may be, my services, with you, that you have measures in place uh, to protect it, that you've got procedures in place to make sure that the information is not shared without my consent um, and that it is protected. Wherever you store my information or however manner that you deal with my information or work with my information, that it will be protected. And that it, you know, it, it, you're putting in uh, all uh, the necessary efforts and, and actions and measures to ensure that it doesn't leak out and, and that it doesn't get into the wrong hands and people use it to to sort of steal from me or, or steal what I have. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like what you're saying there because between us, I think that thing comes back where any company should put the customer first. And, and and in the plumbing game, I mean, that's such a critical part of business is, is how you handle your client, how you deal with your clients in any, any business. So it's another aspect of that. What information do I have about my clients? Um, and am I dealing with it in a way that puts my customer's interest first? You know, I'm not going to sell that information to a company trying to sell me a cell phone, for example. Um, I'm going to look after that information because I'm thinking about it in the ethical, the legal, all those aspects. So I'm doing what's best for my customer. And that's a really important part of this. Even in your opinion, is the act well complied with? In, I mean, in general. And, and what can be the implications of non-compliance with, with the act? So, so as anything in the, in South Africa, but also around the world, it, it's a combination of you know some companies. As I mentioned, uh, my first poppy project was in 2008 with an insurance company, and some of the insurance companies got a heck of a fright because they realised just how much personal information was shared amongst all the different business lines and um, how it has been shared with external parties and how many co-agreements there were with companies. So. They, because of that, put a lot of effort into this when the, the first the first puts of the act were coming in because they knew that it was only a matter of time. And I think they, they anticipated it being here a lot sooner than 2021 or 2020. Um, so we did a lot of work um, up front with those companies and then suddenly a lot of them sort of took their foot off the accelerator when they saw how this was slowing down. But then a lot of other companies still to today have not done anything. Um, and, and we get queries from people trying to do a last-minute charge for this deadline saying, you know, quickly, can you come in and, and just give us all the stuff we need, <laughs> So, which is quite funny. And, and I think to your point, there's still a lot of companies that don't even know about it yet, um, a lot of people that, that um, have heard a little thing about it but haven't prioritized it because and, – and exactly to the same point as well as we mentioned earlier, it's been an incredibly tough year or two for people. Um, I don't think PR in a lot of people's minds is, is maybe a priority because they're, they're trying to survive. They're trying to get their business going again after COVID. So I, I think there's a lot of that where I phone a, a company and, and tell them about 
PR and the guy's just thinking, I've got to pay my staff this month. I'm not really worrying about this project Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So, and, and, and then that can come back to, to our, our, our main audience, which is the plumbing industry um, of, of South Africa. So, we're looking at plumbers. I mean, how many, how many plumbers, or not just plumbers, but many people, you know, they lost their jobs during the, 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 the strict lockdown periods of, um, and, and as an effect of COVID and the COVID pandemic. But and, and, and especially people who are in the skilled trades industries like plumbers, they've, they have a trade. They can work with their hands. They can, they can perform the work. They've got the knowledge about performing the work. So it's, 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 they can start working for themselves and in effect start their own companies. But they don't necessarily have the business knowledge about how to run a business. And, and like Charlene and I mentioned earlier on in the conversation, like things like corporate governance, policies that need to be put in place when you start growing that company. I mean, you started working for yourself and now you've appointed two, three, four people to, who work with you and for you. And you've got clients, you've got suppliers, you've got a lot of stakeholders with whose information you deal and that corporate governance and that sort of business aspect of it. Many people don't don't have those or those skills and then the knowledge. Um, so we look at we're looking at plumbers in South Africa and, and they work with customers every day and obviously they have information about their customers such as their names, their surnames, their addresses, their telephone numbers, their physical and email addresses. Uh, you know the the list of the type of information that that plumbers have regarding st- other stakeholders can just continue. It can be quite extensive. What can be done? What can be put in place? What needs to be put in place? What are they compelled to put in place to protect this information that they work with? Yeah, I mean, the, a lot of the stuff, again, comes back to formalization of, um, I think it's evidence to show that you've implemented Poppy. You know, if, if I had to ask any company, but if I ask a plumber that's it, that comes in to help me out and I say to him, uh, <coughs> how do you comply with the Poppy Act? He says, oh, well, we're looking after PR. Don't worry. That's not. That's not going to cut it. That's not the answer I want. I want. I want. You just have to take their word Sorry, for yeah. it. You just have to take their word yes. for it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and I think that's a, a common thing in South Africa. We we so in order to in anything we do in security and governance, um, you know, you start off with some sort of formalization of um, what you're doing. And that generally is a policy and a procedure. Um, so the policy is is a high um, level set of rules or principles that we like to say. So the principles of what are we doing in terms of PR? You know, we will always ask for consent or we will ensure that we store the stuff securely um, and we will delete it when we don't need it anymore. We won't share with third parties. Sort of concepts that you put into to a policy. Um, then the procedure is sort of what you're doing. So we, um, we've, how do we store it securely? We put it into the system and we've got the following controls. We make sure we have strong passwords, for example, um, would be one of the things you'd explain. Um, what, how do we deal with personal information? How do we get consent? What do we, what do we do in terms of deletion of the information? We no longer need it. So there's this entire life cycle 
of the PR that you need to consider. And and generally, that's a, it's an easier-ish way to do it is to have a policy and then to have one document defining that life cycle. Um, how do we ask for consent? Where do we store it? If we want to share it, are we allowed to share it? What do we do when we want to delete it afterwards? Um, so that's a very important aspect to get you going. So generally, we look at three ways. It's the formalization of things. Um, policies, the procedures, then it's actually the controls and what you're doing, and then evidence. So you need evidence to be able to show a regulator, uh, a customer, the customer might inquire and say, what are you doing with my information? So you need to prove it to the regulators, the customers, and, and sometimes you'll even suppliers that you are complying with, with, with um, Poppy. And that would be through those three levels, your your policies, your controls, and then the evidence of what you actually do. Willem, just to add to that, I, I think it's it's very it's, it's vitally important for all organizations to get Poppy right. Um, it ensures that your brand is is well managed, that it builds trust in your brand, it gives your clients the comfort and security knowing that their information is in safe hands. Um, well, it is important, and I don't think that plumbers or the plumbing industry should get this absolute massive fright. <gasps> what are we going to do? How are we going to comply? <laughs> Where do we start? Where do we end? Because it is pretty much basic, and and um, yeah, I think I think companies, especially smaller organisations, can get it right easier. Um, because if you get it if you get it wrong, it's it's it's. Damage to your brand. You can have defamation. Um, there can be financials. Um, your brand will be damaged. Um, I mean, if you if you lose a client's information, um, I lost your information. I wrote everything down on a piece of paper, and somehow between me writing it down and getting into my car, the information's gone. Um, so yeah, um, it, it, people are gonna or, or companies, organisations, individuals are gonna have to look at how they process information, how they safeguard information, and you can no longer just write it on a piece of paper and stick it in a file and and hope it's gonna stay there. I mean, how many times have you written someone's phone number down? I'm gonna phone you. I'm gonna phone you. And when you look for that piece of paper, it's gone. Exactly. And you and, and it, most of the time you also write a name and a surname with it because I mean it's no use you sit with a telephone number on a on a piece of paper but you don't know who the telephone number belongs to. So many times you put or most of the time you put the name and a surname with together with that number on that piece of paper and you are so correct to say how many times we lose that, how many times we misplace that, and other people can pick it up and then they have information personal information about another person that they should not necessarily have. And the thing is, people don't realize, but there are massive fines and, and, and non-compliant companies can, can face jail, they can face imprisonment, they can um, face fines of up to a maximum of, I think it's 10 million. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it is very important to, to, to secure your, your client's information and process it and, and use it for the purpose which it's intended for. Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy to follow courses can be found on iopsitraining.co.za. 
Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. Shalene, a few minutes ago, you, you wanted to put the people at ease, <laughs> the plumbers at ease. Just, guys, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to be so stressed out about it, but <laughs> you know you mentioned things like the fines and imprisonment and defamation uh-huh. <laughs> cases and know, it's, against them. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it, it is there. And look, the information regulator, I think, will give most companies a two, three-month grace period. First of July is not going to come, and they're going to they're going to start requesting documents and and um, looking at companies and asking who the information officer is. If you think about it, it's 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 a uh, yeah. There are so many organisations in South Africa. Where do they start? Where do they end? So plumbers need to to realise they still have time. It's not too late. Um, as long as you can prove from the first of July that you are starting, you are putting processes in place, you are putting policies in place. I think that's merely all that they're asking for is is to ensure that companies are moving in the right direction when it comes yeah. to securing and protecting and safeguarding information. I absolutely agree with you. Um, you know, the fact is that it, it in, in one sense, putting a deadline to it, it, it creates a sort of that, uh, the push towards people taking action. Um, because it's no use just extending it and extending it. There has to be some line drawn to say, all right, now you need to take action. Now you need to put measures in place. You can't just no longer just say, oh, you know, I've heard about the Poppy Act, but, uh, you know, I'll do something about it then and when or whatever the case may be. Uh, the fact is it's now the time to start complying with it and starting taking it, start to take things seriously. Um, so I absolutely agree with you, Charlene. However, just before we continue our conversation, we have some exciting news to share with you. We have an announcement uh, for a winner of a prize to be made. Now, I have with me of the PIRB, Mrs. Lizanne Swanepoel, and she's going to do the announcement. Lizanne, which competition are we looking at? Hi, Willem. I'm here to announce the winner for our company registration competition. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, and what did they win? So a company who recently updated their company details can win 15 PIRB COCs, com- Certificate of Compliances. And you have got the winner of that big prize. And it's an awesome prize, I must Absolutely. say. Absolutely. 15 COCs? Yes. <laughs> awesome. What an awesome prize. All right. So just for simply re- re- uh, you know, updating the, de- the details on the PIRBs, uh, on the website or the system for that matter. So here we are. We're ready to make that announcement, Lizanne? Absolutely. All right, here comes a drum roll. And the winner. <laughs> and the winner is... GK Water Solutions. Congratulations. Well done to them. And what an awesome prize to win. And uh, again, Lizanne, what an awesome uh, impact the PRB is making on the plumbing sector. Yes, and congratulations GK Water Solutions. We will be in contact with you shortly. So listen out for that phone call. We we will be contacting you shortly. If you haven't updated your company details, please do so um, and visit our website www.pirb.co.za and go and um, update your company information. I, I, I want to then go back to, to 
what what people can do, what what they can do to start taking this action. I mean, uh, Bevan, Charlene, if you've got any advice, um, especially to to you know to our audience, to plumbing businesses, but not only to plumbing businesses, there may be consumers who also listen to these b- b- podcasts. Um, there may be. You know, plumbing supply companies that may be listening to these podcasts, and and I want to ask if you have any advice for for our audience um, who are not quite yet familiar, uh, or who are, may not be compliant with the Poppy Act yet. What what stands them to do? What can they do? Where do they start? What can they do? I, I think that would be a question Bevan um, would be better suited to answer. Um, he's he's the expert. I mean, he, he assists companies with compliance on a daily basis. Um, so I'd like to direct that question back to Bevan, and he will be able to give, give the guys um, the advice that they require. Right. Yeah. You know, the if you if you try and read the act, you're gonna probably get a big headache. I mean, it's like any any act in South Africa. They they're long. There's lots of legal terms. Um, and and generally the way to start to deal with these things is to try and find the, you know, the, the dummies guide type of, of thing to be able to understand what the fundamental most important things are about the act. What do you and what what is important to you? And um, so. If you go on to there's a papier.co.za site which which does it a little bit gives you a bit of information on the site. Um, it's got the whole act if you do want to read the act, and it's got a a beginning sort of summary to to tell you the fundamental things you need to be concerned with um, to be concerned about it. And the elements are you know the documentation as you mentioned that those three aspects we spoke about earlier the formalization, the um, the controls, and the evidence. Um, and there's, there's a certain amount of, of setting up a structure and looking for what you've got. So what information do we, do we have currently and what are our current processes and, and what do we need to do to fix that? So uh, you guys both mentioned earlier about the physical, you know, and I, and I know speaking to, I did a presentation to you at the Plumbers Association and, and we spoke a bit about that, about things that have been in paper a lot in the past. So what do you still have um, in paper storage? Where is it and how is it protected? And what of that can you archive away, possibly destroy? Um, and then electronically, what have you got? Where is it stored? How is it stored? Those are a really nice place for you to start thinking about how you're currently doing business and what you need to do. And, and starting off with, okay, we've got a lot of redundant old information that we never use because those customers, you know, haven't done business with us for five years. Can we get rid of them? And then it's changing a business process going forward so that you don't keep information for longer than you need to keep. And those tie back to the, the eight fundamentals, uh, which is in, in our toolkit, and I think is you can find them also in the Act, which tell you if you follow the eight fundamentals, um, then you are f- doing things in the right way. So, I mean, just to wrap that up, there's, there's a fundamental concept um, called pro- privacy by design. And what that means is that everything you do takes privacy into its design from the beginning. So when I, when I first engage with a customer and, and then we talk about the process and then I get his information from that first stage, I am taking privacy into, into account. 
I am storing it securely. I'm not emailing it out to him. I'm not asking for his ID number when I don't need it. Um, I'm taking only what I need in terms of PR and I'm storing it only for that purpose or for a regulatory purpose, only for a purpose that is needed. Um, I'm then getting rid of it when I don't need it anymore in the right ways or if I want to then contact him and offer him something, I'm asking him for consent. Um, but every single thing you do is taking privacy by design and that's the concept we've implemented in our toolkit because we believe that if you if you put together a process map that is privacy by design, you'll meet all the requirements of a peer together with the formal documents and, and things you need on top of that. Bevan, I'm I'm actually actually happy that you mentioned you know the, your website, um, and I actually would want you to to just re-mention it to the audience. But before you do, also the fact that you guys, this is what you your company specialises in, and this is a part of your services. Um, so I know for a fact that many members of our audience are going to still have questions after this podcast and after having listened to this podcast, and there may be some of them who may require assistance uh, with with putting into place all the measures that they need to be compliant with the Poppy Act. So where can they get hold of, of, of analytics? And uh, if you don't mind, a, a, an email address, a website again, and a telephone number perhaps. I think the easiest would be is our, our general email address, which is info at analytics.co.za. Our analytics is spelled A-N-A-L-Y-T-I-X dot C-O-Z-A. Um, our web address is obviously www.analytics.co.za and any plumbers struggling or need help or need assistance with our checklist and our toolkit can contact us on 011-511-5413. Awesome. Just before wrapping up this conversation, have a listen to this. We'd like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulated Plumber. Charlene and Bevan, I want to thank you again. I know that I've thanked you at the beginning when we started off this this podcast episode, but I want to thank you for both your time and effort as well as for the the information that you've shared with our audience i think it will carry great value to them um i'm happy to to about the fact that you've shared your contact details with them because i do know and i do believe that uh, you you may receive a few calls and emails uh with a couple of inquiries after this podcast and it's just so great that people now have a little bit more of an understanding regarding the poppy act what it is about and what they need to put in place by when they need to put it in place um and also that there are companies out there who provide services to assist them in in getting compliant thank you very much yeah i, I think it's um you know it's it's a it's a journey um but it doesn't need to be a complicated journey for for somebody in in this industry that that's doing business in a certain way, it's it's more of a aligning your your business with the act rather than you know spending hours, months, days changing the way you do things. You basically just sit and go, well, how are we doing things now? How do we get compliant? What do we need to do to to show their compliance? And you come up mm. with a a practical um, way of doing it for your business. And that applies clearly across any small business. So I, th- I think that's probably the number one lesson to sort of take home is 
um, you know, it's not so daunting. Um, there's some scary repercussions, as we spoke about earlier. Um, but if you take practical mm-hmm. things and you do things in the right way, um, then actually it's, it's not such a big deal as, as people make it out to be sometimes, I think. 100%. And we can offer them the, the, the checklist as well as all the policies um, with everything beautifully set out to ensure that they, that they are compliant and they have all their documentation in place. Um, they know how to contact the information regulator. They know that they need to employ um, or um, appoint an information officer. Um, so we've put everything together beautifully for them um, and for all small organizations to ensure um, that it takes the burden away from them in stressing about it. Awesome. And then lastly, I want to thank our audience. Uh, thanks for having tuned in and listened. And we do hope to see you next time. Thanks for having tuned in. Make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.